You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. We have been looking at faith vis-a-vis logic and we have all come to the conclusion that they work together. They work together. And the reason why we are looking at this is because for most of us, we think that faith is against Logic and logic is against faith. And so, the moment something is natural, in our minds, God is against it. So, for us to reason something out means you are out of faith. So, the moment you start reasoning something out, then you have left the place of God. So you don't need to reason out. You need to believe. Okay? You need to believe. So for us, to believe means you don't need to think. You don't, you don't need to reason. But we have come to realize that there is no way that a person can believe without reasoning. Why? Because there is no faith that comes without knowledge. Wherever you see faith, there is accurate, precise knowledge. Wherever you see faith, there is accurate, precise knowledge. So you see that faith would work because there's knowledge. I gave several examples and we looked at certain personalities in the Bible. We started actually looking at Joseph. How many of us remember? Okay, so we started looking at Joseph. And how Joseph had a dream right from his childhood. But 
it took a lot of things that will require that he would think a lot of natural things to bring that dream to reality. And the moment you even talk about reality, you are talking about natural things. The moment you talk about reality, you are talking about something that is tangible, something that can be seen, true or false. Something that you can touch. Okay. So, you can see that the spiritual actually works together with what? The natural. You know, something even came to mind. And I'm like, oh, wow. So, the human being is spirit and also body. True or false? Are they working together? <laughs> yeah. So they are working together. Because you have a spirit is also why you have a body. And because you have a body is also why you have what? A spirit. You can hear me speak. And what I'm speaking, they are spiritual things. But I'm speaking with my mouth. And you are hearing with your ears. So I am communicating spiritual things with a physical, tangible, natural body. Hello. Is that very clear? Is the church, is the church a spiritual body? Is the church a spiritual body? But are we meeting in a physical temple? So you can see faith and what? Logic. Spiritual and what? Natural. Working together. Working together. So one of the things that I looked at and before I get into it, I really want to nail this. Um, I did it with the children on Saturday. We must understand that we are here for a purpose. 
And we should be able to understand the place of faith and that of logic. We must understand the place of faith and that of logic. Now, we are here for one purpose, true or false. Huh? Okay, what's the purpose for which we are here? Why, why are we here? Hello? Why are we here on earth? Yes, sir. Okay. To make, to know Christ and make him known to. Oh, beautiful. So knowing Christ is a spiritual thing, right? Salvation is what? Spiritual. So that's what you call faith. Is that not what it is? Is that not what it is? Okay. So that's the purpose. So we cannot misconstrue the purpose for any other thing. It stands as the purpose. But we cannot facilitate that purpose without certain things. So we are here for one purpose, yet other things have been given us to help to facilitate that purpose. Do you understand what I just said? We've been giving needful things to help what? To help us achieve our purpose. Praise God. Did you hear what I just said? So, we know our purpose. Do we? It is our faith. Is it not it? But how can this faith be achieved, be facilitated? We have been given natural things to help us do that. So, anything that sabotages that purpose is not of God. Anything that sabotages that purpose is not of God. And thus, not spiritual, nor common sense. Did I define common sense? On Sunday? Oh, did I define common sense? So we know the difference between what is common knowledge and what is what? Common sense. So there are things that people know that has become the knowledge of the time. They are very popular. People even think that they are true and they make sense. 
But when you look to scripture, you realize that it is not what? So it's common knowledge, but it is not common what? Sense. What is common sense? We believe things that are, that are noted to be common sense are things that every human being must just know. True or false? And do. Common sense. So somebody can even say, ah, are you an animal? Don't you have what? Common sense. It means it's something that you should know. <laughs> but now differentiating a man and a woman has become uncommon. And very soon, transgender will become common sense. That, ah, are you here with me? But is that truly common sense? So in the end, that will be common what? Knowledge. But it doesn't make what? Sense. It's not something that should be common. That human beings should do should desire. But it is popular knowledge. And everybody now is beginning to make it feel like, oh, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. It's common to us. It has become what we call an accepted norm. So, what I'm saying is that we must be careful what we call common word sense. And not mistaking that to be exactly what in the eyes of God should be common amongst what? Men. That everybody should see as sensible. So when we are saying common sense, we are saying common sense in the light of scripture. The reason for being. Is that very clear? The reason for what? Being. So God strategically placed a purpose in man. And that purpose is common sense to every human being. Look at Ecclesiastes 3. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 3. I, I'm reading from the Amplified classic. And I want you to really pay attention.
He has made everything beautiful, watch, and appropriate in its time. In its time. He has also planted eternity, that is, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart. Can you see that? He has planted what? A sense of what? Oh, are you here with me? He has planted what? A sense of what? Purpose. Eh? In what? Everybody read it. Go. A mysterious longing. A mysterious longing. Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has also planted eternity. A sense of divine purpose. In the human heart. A mysterious longing. Which nothing, nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. So God has planted his purpose in every human heart. And it is a longing. That nothing can satisfy. Did you see that? It's a longing. That what? That what? Nothing means nothing. Except what? Except what? Except what? So what is he talking about? What is he talking about? Eternal life, salvation. Salvation. That's why I said, except who? God can satisfy. Nothing. So you see where faith comes now. You see where our faith comes in. So we, we are here because of our word. Knowing God. Having the life of God in us. Is the reason we are what? Here. No longing. No desire. Nothing can be able to do what? Satisfy that. So if a man doesn't have that. They can never be what? Satisfied. They can never be fulfilled. It's not possible. It's not possible. Okay. So he's going to say something. This is Solomon. Look at what he says. He says, Yet, man cannot find out Comprehend, grasp what God has done. His overall plan from the beginning to the end. 
So if you see a man who is not saved, God has planted his purpose in their heart, but they still cannot comprehend and what? Grasp it. Did you understand it? So the day you got born again, what happened? Mm -hmm. You got satisfied, yes. What does that mean? You were saved, yes. You got salvation. Uh What does that mean? Uh The day you got born again, what happened? Hmm? You were able to grasp, to comprehend God's divine word, purpose. So the day you got born again was the day you found out God's word. Purpose. That's why Jesus was saying they have eyes but they cannot what? See. They have ears but they cannot what? Hear. They have minds but they cannot perceive. They cannot understand. That's why he said he came to heal the sick. Hmm? Yes. They said, blessed are the poor in what? Spirit. Acknowledging that they have still not found that mysterious word, longing. That's the poor in spirit. Am I making sense? Yeah. And they need what? Hell. The poor in spirit. Okay? If you read Luke 4, 4, 18, where it says, he came to preach the good news to the poor. Hmm? Yes. To heal the broken hearted. That's what he's talking about. When Paul says, the God of this world has blinded the minds. That's what he's talking about. It means that When people have not found God's divine plan, purpose, salvation, they are in darkness. Hello. They are in darkness. So the day you find it, you walk into God's purpose. You are now lighted up. Now, the reason you are here has been fulfilled. Is that very clear? Okay. So, we cannot dispute that fact that we are here because of the faith. The faith. We are here because of the faith. Let me give you. Watch this. (laughs) Let me give you another scenario. Look at Matthew 4. 3 to 4.
Are you there? During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scripture says, people do not live (laughs) by bread alone. How do they live? By, but by what? Everywhere that what? That, that's what? Oh, okay, that proceeds out of where? Ah, you can't read it. So speak loudly. That what? Yes. Okay, what does bread do? It satisfies. So, what is he trying to tell you? What satisfies more than bread? So, you see, what gives you fulfillment is your faith. But he also didn't say you don't need bread. I'm teaching on faith and logic. But he's saying that make sure that your faith is in place. And when you are looking for bread, you will find satisfaction, listen very carefully, in the faith. And so when you are actually finding bread, You will find bread to bring relevance to your faith. So he is actually bringing focus to where faith comes and where bread also what? That don't put bread before what? Faith. When faith comes, it will show you the place of what? Bread. And you will use bread the way you have to use it. Do you understand? Let me give you another one. Matthew 6, 9 to 11. What you call the Lord's Prayer. Okay. I asked the children to recite the Lord's Prayer. And they were holding their Bibles, looking into their Bibles, but they were reciting it from King James. 
And their Bible was New Living Translation. So whilst I was reading the Bible, they were reading from their head. Yet they were looking to the Bible. <laughs> Many of us do that. All right? So let's all read it. Go. Eh? Our Father mm-hmm, in heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you all reading King James Version? Hey, NKJV. Okay, let's go. Our Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. Okay, wait. So the first he says in the prayer is your will be done where? As it is in. Do we eat bread in heaven? So what comes first? The spirit, the faith. Clear. So that comes what? First. That should be our focus first. And then the next. He says what? Give us this day our daily bread. (laughs) Can you see faith and logic? So he's not also saying you don't need the bread. No. But he's saying that you must make sure that your faith is in focus. Then when you ask for bread, you will not use bread against the faith. Look at the next verse. Give us this day our... Mm-hmm. So you see what bread does today? What, what does bread do? Hmm? Eh? It puts us in debt. In debt. Okay. It makes us fight one another. Are you here? When faith is not in focus, people use bread eh, to manipulate one another. True or false? To destroy one word. To show people their level. But Listen, but when his will is done on earth, as it is in, when he supplies bread, what's going to happen? We're going to share with one word. Because that is their life in what? God gives. God shares all he has with us. 
I'm talking about faith and logic. So those who say, oh, it's just spiritual, it's just spiritual. You, you just have to be spiritual. So all we have to do is, our Father, let your will be done on earth. No bread. They've gone to the other word, extreme. Those who also say, Charlie, that it be bread, oh. Life is all about bread. It's all about money. They have also gone to the word. So to live the faith, which is our purpose, he has given us also what? Bread. To be able to live what? The faith. But we are not here because of the bread. We are here because of the faith. But the bread helps us to be able to live what? The faith. So when you share bread with one another, when you do good to others, what are you doing? You are living the faith. So the natural is giving us from the spiritual so we can show the spiritual. So you can show how spiritual you are by using the natural things he has given you. Hello? Am I confusing you? Do you understand what I just said? Do you understand it, young man? You understand it? So, if you have your body, is your body natural? Is it natural? How are you living? Eh? Because you have a spirit. Eh? Is that not it? Is it spiritual? Is it spiritual? Where is the Holy Spirit? Where? In your body. Eh. If the Holy Spirit wants to express himself, for all of us to see. Where is he going to do it? In your body. So my body has been giving me. The natural. To show forth what? The spirit. Uh, are you here with me? But I am not here because of my what? My body. I am here because of my spirit. But my spirit cannot be seen if my body does not what? Show. By my body, you will know my spirit. Are you here with me? Minister Lord, do you understand this? 
So the expressions of the spirit is found in what? Natural things. Ah. In Antioch, what happened? When they saw them, they saw them. And the way they were behaving, they called them what? Christians. Eh? They saw their spirits flying. <laughs> then they called them, they are Christians. Is that how it happened? They saw their bodies. What they were doing with their bodies. How they were talking. Is that not it? How they were behaving. Were they using spiritual things or natural things? But they were doing spiritual things with their natural body. Clear. So there's no way you can express faith without common sense. It's not possible. Look at another example. The same Matthew 6. Look at 24. No one can serve two masters. Serve. Not the word word. Serve. Say serve. Say serve. No one can serve two masters. So now, two masters. Two masters. You see, so when we are, listen very carefully. When we are using spiritual things and natural things as opposites, that's when it becomes carnality. So the reason why most of us think that, oh, when you are serving God, oh, it's just spirit, 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 spirit. is because you think that, okay, the spirit and the natural they are in conflict with each other. Because you saw that in Galatians. That there's always war. <laughs> eh? The spirit and the body, that's not it. You must ask, what does that mean? It's in context. I've told you. The meaning of a word. Eh? Is found in the word. Context. So you must understand this. I use the cup of tea again. You remember the cup of tea? Eh? So when I send you, bring me a cup of tea, what would you do? You go and bring me what? A cup of tea. But if I tell you it's your own cup of tea, what did I just tell you? Your own business. So I use cup of tea, but within different what? Context. So you must check the context. The context of Galatians 5 was actually talking about carnality. 
using your body to do things that does not befit Christianity, your faith. So in this case, you are serving to what? Is that very clear? So that's why when he was saying, you cannot serve God and what? Money. So you can understand now. He doesn't say you don't need money. He never said money is not good. Because money doesn't have a character. It is the one that uses money that gives money what? A character. If you are greedy, your money will be what? If you are stingy, your money will be what? If you are wasteful, your money will be wasteful. So it is your character that defines money. In the same way, if you serve money, are you getting the point? The money becomes a God to you. <laughs> Is it very clear? So he said, you cannot serve God and what? So, what he's saying simply is that when your focus of worship is God, then money cannot be your God. Money rather will be your slave. So, you see what he said? Look at how he said you will use money. Look at how he said you use money. Look at the next verse. What, what, look at your verse. Look at it. He said what? Mm-hmm. Wait. What did he say? Don't worry. About what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Know about your body. Can you see that? Go ahead. Is, isn't life? Go ahead. Is, is not life what? And your body? Okay, so did he say we should stop wearing clothes? <laughs> no. So you wear the clothes. Don't let the clothes wear you. You, you, are, you are the one. You wear it. Don't let it wear you. He said, life is more than what? 
Ooh. So when you understand the purpose of life, you will know the place of food. It's the same thing he said. Man shall not live by what? Bread alone. It's the same thing. The same thing. The same thing. Are you getting understanding? So, 33, he brings us into focus. Look at the 33. Matthew 6, 33. Everybody, go there, go. Seek what? Can you see that? Seek what? First. Position. Priority. Huh? And then what? Or not all other things. Who? I don't know where it is in your, in your Bible. All these. So you must go back to look at the things he's talking about. Context. He says, so don't read Bible by tradition. Check what you are reading. You see, I told you what the children did, you also do it. So you are seeing all these things, but you are reading all other things because that's what you've heard over and over again. Other things. Not all other things. No, these things. So you go back and read these things. He said, these things the Gentiles seek after. So you see, for the Gentiles, the extremists, our life is about money. Okay, why are you here, Charlie? You mean money? Everybody wants to what they talk. Everything they talk, I know they hear. Money. Unbelievers, that's what they seek what after. And watch Ecclesiastes 3:11. All that they are seeking, they think they will find what? Fulfillment. Satisfaction. They are putting things in the wrong place. They are putting things in the wrong place. Yes, we need to. If you read on, he will tell you. Let's continue. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. About itself. Hello. Sufficient is the thing with its own what? Trouble. If you come to Jesus, your life is sweet. Eh? Eh? Is that what he said? <laughs> Check it where. You've been, you've been scammed for a long time. I wrote about afflictions on Facebook. Somebody nearly eats me up. How 
can you suffer affliction for the things that Jesus has already suffered for us? I'm sure that person is a woman. Once, uh, she's a woman. Oh no, she's a woman. Uh -huh. It's not that I'm guessing. Yeah, she's a woman. I'm sure that as she was even writing, her baby will be crying. <laughs> her baby is suffering. <laughs> and when she went to give birth to, she was pushing. Jesus didn't take that one. It's as if we are bewitched or a spell is cast on us. So believers, we don't go through problems. We don't. The fruit of the Spirit says endurance. What are you to endure? <laughs> what are you to endure? He told them, he said, we have left everything to follow you. He said, oh, don't worry. <laughs> Anybody who leaves, mother, father, brother, sister, wife, no wives, <laughs> wife, and then uh, whatever, the lands, yes, to follow me. I'll give them hundredfold. Yes, hundredfold. Doesn't mean hundredfold brothers, hundredfold sisters. Hundred, <laughs> that's not in quantity. It's an idiomatic expression. I'll give you a relationship that is more qualitative than blood or biological word relationship. That's what he's talking about. Then also, if it's land, what you have gotten is more. Are you getting the point? That's what he's talking about. Then he says, with persecution. And then, <laughs> eternal life. So it's added to it. It's a package. Jesus said, they hated me. And if I'm your master, what they did to me, they will do to you too. Hello? So, it's important to know that spirit, spiritual things give focus to what? Natural things. But they are not in opposition. They can only be oppos in opposition <clears throat> when we put natural things above what? Spiritual things. Oh, young man, Charlie, I can see you're on fire for Jesus. Yeah. But please, you're, you're not looking healthy. Oh, no. I'm in the spirit. Ah, why? I can see you're not even taking your bath. Oh, my body, not the matter. My spirit is the most important. Oh, my brother. 
When you are smelling, nobody can hear your message. Ah! Who is going to hear your message? When the moment you stand before the person, what's going to happen? Ah! They will flee. Thank you very much. They will flee. So, you are not reasoning. You are not using what? The natural was given to you to help what? The spirit. Am I teaching you well? Am I teaching you well? So, you see that here, we don't do, we don't teach a lot of natural things. You realize that? You realize that? Because when I teach you spiritual things, it should open your eye. It shouldn't blind you to natural things. Because your school has taught you hygiene. Why should I come and teach you hygiene? It's not in my place. I'm your pastor. Your pastor doesn't teach you hygiene. Your pastor feeds you with spiritual. Did you hear Jesus teach you about hygiene? Jesus talked about money. He talked about money. He didn't teach about money. How did I know? Use your common sense. So I use my common sense. Eh? Yes. He used parable. I spoke about parable. Yes. They are truths, natural truths that are opening your eye to spiritual what? Truths. So when he used the parable of the talent, he was not teaching about investments. He's saying that the world already understands what? Investment. He came to meet it. Jesus, the son of God, when he came, he came to meet people investing. And he saw how passionate they are about what? Investing. So he said, just as you invest money. Mm? And he gave an example of how a man is traveling. He leaves talents of money to his servants. They started working with the money. What was he talking? He was talking about what was already what? Happening. Which is their truth within the society. Then he says, just like the way you do that, do same for spiritual things. He was not teaching them about investment. They already know. When he came, people were already wealthy. Anybody who came to Jesus was who was wealthy, he was already wealthy before he came to Jesus. They knew investment. He also used a spiritual truth, a, a natural truth to communicate another spiritual truth about architecture. Who will build without counting their cost? And if he doesn't finish, people will what? Laugh. I was talking about something that was already in the system. That the moment you start your building, everybody's looking forward to you for you to finish and say, you are doing what? Shower what? 
Ah, uh, hey, okay. There's another one. There's, uh, uh, where you give birth, that's the baby shower. And then now they have bridal shower. Shower. <laughs> Keep showering. Keep showering. Yeah? Okay, so it's something that is already there and he wants to let us know. So he's saying that as a disciple, you must count what? The cost. So you don't put your hands to the plow and do what? And look back. So he was talking about discipleship. He was not talking about building. No. But then he was using the natural things to explain the spiritual things. So Jesus didn't hate natural things. Ah, are you getting the point? So faith and logic must always go to, but we must know their place. Know the place of faith and know the place of what? So now, let's come to Joseph. That's where we ended. Is that not where we ended? Okay. So, what was Joseph doing? Joseph, eh? You see his priority. His faith. Eh? And then he was using what? Logic. Can you see it? So when he said, you meant it for evil. But the Lord has turned it to what? Good. What was he trying to say? Everything that he was doing was under the leadership of the Lord Jesus. Is that not it? Is that not it? Yes. But did he use natural things? Did he use common sense? When he saw the revelation, was that spiritual? Oh, was that spiritual? Can ordinary man see it? If God has not shown you, can you see it? Is this something you can reason it out? It just comes to you. Is that not it? So God gives it to you. But after the interpretation, he showed them what to do. That one is because of what? Skill. He has lent it. So they said, we need an intelligent man to handle. An intelligent. An intelligent. Intelligent means you must have what? Brain. Regarding that, to be able to do it. And he was qualified. In other words, he would have, listen, he would have shown the king the dream, interpreted the dream, somebody else will be given the position. And most Christians do that. Are you here with me at all? Most Christians. Christians do that. 
So we see that most Christians is either they are magnifying spiritual things or they are being carnal. They are magnifying material things. You see Christians and they are comparing. You see how they compare things? But, but instead of magnifying spiritual things and using natural things to express them in the way that pleases God, that gives glory to God, they don't do that. So you see what Apostle Paul will say in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Look at what he said. Everybody read it. So, mm-hmm. So what? Are you there? Go, so, therefore, mm-hmm. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all or everything for the, for the glory of God. Hello. Whatever you do. Can you see that? Whatever you, you do. You do. You do. Eat, drink, you do it for the glory. Eating and drinking, are they natural things? But you have to do it with your divine purpose. Are you getting the point? In focus. You must do it with, with your divine purpose in focus. Look at Colossians 2, 23 again. Go. And whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Are you there? Okay, don't worry. I'm waiting for you. Colossians 3.23. Are you there? Okay, can we go? Whatever you do, mm -hmm, do it heartily as to the Lord. And can you see the focus? Can you see the focus clearly? Is that what Joseph did? Huh? Oh, is that what Joseph did? Yeah. Whatever he was doing, well, he was doing it what? For the glory of God. So he knew where to draw the line. How to use natural things, but then not against God. How to do spiritual things for who? So they gave him, do you know that they gave Joseph authority? They also gave him a wife. Huh? 
Where was he? He was in Egypt. Oh. Eh? And they gave him an Egyptian wife. Look at me. Faith and logic. Look at me, faith and logic. So somebody sees this, he says, okay, I can marry an unbeliever. Is that what it means? Okay, so what does it mean? Let's divide the word. Let's divide the word. What does that mean? Who can tell me? Yes. They gave him a wife. He did not object. Mm-hmm. So, I look at that scripture. I say, wow. Mm-hmm. It tells you that the wife they gave him is not a wife that will make him compromise his word, his faith. And we didn't see that in his story. That Joseph's family life suffered. In the end, actually, Jacob came and Jacob blessed his sons, true or false. And they were part. As a matter of fact, he told them that they should take the bones of their father when they are going out of slavery. So what it means is that for everything he was doing, he was in check with his spirituality. So he just didn't accept anything just because it was a gift of a natural thing. He accepted natural things and did natural things because they will not be in contravention with his faith. Is that very clear? So you see context once again. When Solomon did that, we saw what happened, true or false. So the narrative showed us that they turned his heart away from what? The Lord. We didn't see that with Joseph. Clear. So, life is a process. And spiritual things does not make you skip the process.
This is a quote from a pastor. His name is Pastor Isaac E. Boedi. He says, life is a process. Prayer does not make you skip the process. It empowers you to go through the process. Hello. Life is a process. Prayer does not make you skip what? The process. It rather empowers you to go through the process. Hello. You got it? Yeah. Faith and logic. Most of the times, we think the spiritual makes us skip what? The process. No, it's not true. It doesn't. So I'm going for a program. I'm late. How did you? Why, why were you late? So it's your mistake. You are late. They're going to do their program. They're waiting for you. So you can ask for supernatural intervention. Is that not it? Yes. Like I told you the other day. That an angel came to show me the way. But we still went through the way. We didn't fly. Then all of a sudden, the car started flying. No. 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 Oh, said, close your eyes. Josh. So I closed my eyes. By the time I opened my eyes, I was there. Eh? Ghana movie. Okay. Oh, Nollywood. Eh? <laughs> yeah. By the time I realized, I was at Central University. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, if the one who is driving me decides that pastor is late, so they will change the accelerator. And give it a new speedometer. <laughs> yeah. And then I expect that there will be supernatural intervention. I just speeded up the devil's. <laughs> so. The pastor who is going to now preach will find themselves where? In the hospital. We are not going to the hospital. Hey, Motri, why did you go there? <laughs> hey, why are you too fast like that? <laughs> I God forbid, Pekube. Uh, don't say that. Who? <laughs> hey. No. So, so that's not where we're going. But you are not using common sense. 
Are you here with me? I told you, even Jesus needed protocol. Did you see that? When somebody touched him, did he ask who touched me? Eh? There were people around him. So that not they, people cannot just, by the time you realize, do you know that Jesus at that point had to escape? That's common, that's faith and common sense. He had Jesus. He said, oh, me. I'm powerful. Brother, run for your life. You don't have faith. So they stand. Fail. And he goes like butter. <laughs> Into your body. Yeah. If you are caught, listen to me very in the middle of a scuffle that you did not know about. Are you getting a point? And you are listen to me. You don't even say it. The Lord will intervene for you. But there are certain things Christians do, and it's like somebody who says, I'm standing in the middle of the road. Car will not knock me. You're a fool. You don't know me, eh? I'm a spiritual man. So, so why? So I'm standing in the middle of the road. Let the cars come. So, you are spiritual. Somebody has also taken some serious appeal. You're also very spiritual. They will meet you there. They took some spiritual drink. It has powered their brain. It is that say, their problem is your problem too. You, both of you have the same problem. Same problem. I know young men who were on fire for Jesus and they started so well and they were in school. They stopped school. I don't have to go to school. It is it's a waste of time. You stop school because you are on fire for You stop school. So they didn't finish their degree. They didn't, they stopped. They stopped. They stopped. Okay. Do you know Moses? How many of you know Moses? How many of you know Moses? Okay. Who is Moses? 
Who can tell me? Who is Moses? Yes. The writer of Genesis to the five books of Moses. Okay, that's good. Done very well. Yes. So, how did Moses write? Huh? Yes, who can tell me? After he saw a vision. Yes, yes, he, he had revelation. Okay. He had revelation, that's true. He had revelation. Hmm. He had revelation. But how did he put down the revelation? Eh? Pen and paper. So tell me a person who has not gone to school. <laughs> a person who has not gone to school. Look at Exodus 2, 10 to 11. You will see something. Later when the boy was older, he's talking about Moses. His mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her own son. The princess named him Moses for she explained, I lifted him out of water. 11. 11. Look at 11. Are you there? Many years later, when Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people, the Hebrews. And he saw how hard they were forced to work. Eh? Can you see they there? Eh? They is separating Moses and them. Is that not it? So Moses' life was not their life. While they were doing forced labor, he was going to school. He grew up actually university. Listen, in those days, there was no civilized nation like Egypt. So you see, all the writings you see, even the analogies, the illustrations, and all of he learned them all from Egypt. Look at me well. He learned them all from Egypt. Stephen will tell us, look at Acts. Acts 7, 21 to 23. Stephen would expose that to us. When they had when they had to abandon him, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him. Did we read that? And raised him as her own son. Did we read that? Everybody, 22, go. Moses was taught all the wisdom of the Egyptians. And he was powerful both in speech and action. Did you see that? <laughs>
So, so Moses went to Ivy League school. Did you hear that? He trained at the best university. Why are you all quiet? Eh. So God should have been angry. I won't use Moses. If God hates such people, eh, then God wouldn't use him. Is that not it? Ah, is that not it? Oh, so wait. Wait. Lift up your head. So were you thinking that God would have left Peter, James, and John to write the epistle? How are they going to do it? The fishermen. Tell me how. So you see how you see how she put it. Revelation knowledge. When the gun says Ebadu, you understand? It will leak. That's why Apostle Paul came to do that job. Felix looked at him and said, too much learning has made you go mad. Or is making you go mad. Too much. They knew the guy had learned. So learning does not destroy faith. Are you hearing me? It does not. For those who learn and they put learning before faith will be canal. But when your faith, are you getting a point? Is brought into focus, God is going to use your learning to promote the gospel. Are you hearing me? Are you learning something? So anytime we say the law of Moses, we are talking about his wisdom, knowledge, and making reference to the mastery from school. Yeah. You think that the kinds of things I'm teaching you, I would have known them. By the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will use what I know 
to teach me. Hey, are you here with me? Ah, and so, ah, Pastor, what are you? Jesus. Go to your Bible. Go to your Bible. Before you see Luke 4, and you get to 18, and Jesus was told to read scripture. Eh? You think that they knew him? Did they know Jesus as Jesus? Did they know Jesus as Jesus? So why would they just call him to come and read scripture? He was learning after the rabbis. It was his turn. Bible said it was his turn to read the scripture. And when he opened the book, so he was studying. He was taught. What was he doing in the temple? He was doing what? Asking God cannot use just empty-headed people. No. It's not possible. Like he asked Moses, what do you have what? In your hands. Natural thing. What do you have in your 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 is it tangible? Was he going to do spiritual thing? But just a stick in his hands was still usable. Am I teaching you at all? Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Yeah, I deflate you. Eh. Like I'm, I'm seeing something like that. You feel deflated. I know you are listening. Yes. But how do you feel? Is he encouraging you? Are, are you sure? I, I've thrown your faith away. Did I? I'm sure I didn't. Yeah. Minister, did I throw your faith away? Are you sure? Dockers, did I throw your faith away? Eh? I'm bringing it into focus. You are sure? So it must rather aim You get it? Are you getting it? Yeah. Understand it. Yeah. I'll expatiate on that. On Sunday. Go into it. Are you getting it? Are you sure? What's your name again? What's your name? Mary, did you understand it? Are you sure? I asked you, you want to go to school? Come and see me. I've not seen you since. 
to today. Today, it's like three, four months now, right? It's not, it's not four months. It's up to. Yes, I remember. Was it a Holy Ghost service or something like that? Yes, I remember. You see, listen, 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 listen. We are entering into our year of harvest. And the Lord asked me to teach you this. So opportunities will not pass you by. You see clearly. You hear clearly. You understand clearly. And you will do clearly. You will do clearly. You will do accurately. You will draw the line. Yeah. Draw the line. So you see, if you don't have a good understanding of this, God will visit you and you don't know he has visited. And you say, it's the devil. On Sunday, I'll be speaking about Daniel. And I'll, be, I'll draw the line for you to know. You, you see, there's a thin line. I've brought you into focus. Did I? Yeah. You see how they place their faith. And they know the boundaries. What carnality is. What is not. What common sense is. And what it is. Sometimes. God uses a lot of natural things. To help you. To show you. Sometimes it can be an unbeliever. Yeah. But not in marriage. But then if you are not able to draw the line. Are you getting the point? You say, okay, now pastor says, hey, logic. He has money. He allows me to come to church. So, what is the problem? <laughs> okay. Wait, when he marries you, then we'll know whether he will allow you to come to church. Sunday morning, when you're about to come to church, say, I want to eat fufu. And then you stretch like this. I'm going to play golf. Or I'm going to play tennis. By the time I come, make sure that the fufu is ready. Then, oh, please, I have to go to church. You're going where? and tell your pastor to feed you. <laughs> It'll be there you go, no. Obana. So, 
I need to teach you well so we can draw the line. Praise God. Is that very clear? Did you learn something tonight? Or Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. <laughs>